You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. I'm Paul. And this is The Comics Hall. We've got a great show for you this week, covering all of the news and new releases from the week of Wednesday, August 26th. And moderating us today in the live chats, we have Cassidy. Hi. As always, uh, we are live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and the Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group. And I am watching in all of those chats. Just let us know if you have questions. Yeah. So if you want to chit chat with us, tell us your recommendations, uh, answer any questions we might ask during the show, you're going to want to do that. If you are listening on the podcast playback, which is a new uh, feature we are adding, this is live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. So if you ever get the chance, please join us and you can chat along and uh, possibly be featured in the audio of our podcast format. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to the comic book news. Woo. Comic book news. And um, yeah, I was going to make a joke, Amy, saying come read three jokers with us three jokers please <laughs> i've been i've been holding that one in all day oh, <laughs> Wait, just waiting for the show but yes um we do have a schedule so uh yes in comic book news and there was quite a bit since we last uh saw all of you wonderful people uh marvel announced uh eternals number one being written by kiernan gillen asad ribic and matt wilson um this is going to be a you know um gillen had you know told us it's going to be a nice entry into the characters of the Eternals. And of course, this is not just some strange random happenstance. There are there's a movie coming out, I guess. So, um, you know, this is going to be a great chance for people to hop on. If you are unfamiliar with the Eternals, um, you're definitely going to want to pick up this book. I believe it starts shipping uh, sometime in November. We don't know exactly when at the moment. Uh, Kieran Gillen in a interview did say, you will know the role of the Eternals in the Marvel Universe after issue one. So basically everything you're going to need to know is going to be there. Um, and if you like variant covers, there's 40 of them. <laughs> there's going to be 40 different variant covers for Eternals number one. So if you don't like number 23, check out number 36 because there's a lot of them. This is going to be a big, big launch for Marvel for what is going to be arguably the first and possibly largest film of their kind of new era oh, yeah. of characters. So that's very exciting. Oh, uh, yes. Speaking of exciting characters and getting features from Marvel, uh, I'm thrilled to announce that, or not to announce, but to <laughs> update you all, that Marvel's Voices, number one, is getting a sequel. Uh, you may be familiar earlier last year, Marvel's Voices, the podcast, did have a first issue comic book release that was based on people who had come and spoken on the podcast. Uh, and this was a celebration of Marvel's Black characters and Black creators. And the sequel issue that is coming out later this uh, fall will be Marvel's Voices, Indigenous Voices, number one, featuring the work of uh, Indigenous creators, both artists and writers, tackling the story of Marvel's Native American superheroes. So late, yes. uh, leading this effort is Jeffrey Baraghi, who will... Uh, be joined by writers Rebecca Roanhorse, uh, Darcy Little Badger, and Kyle Charles. Uh, we've also got Weshoyat Alvitre and Stephen Graham Jones and David Cutler, and they will all be tackling different stories uh, surrounding the characters like Echo, Danny Moonstar, and then Warpath and Thunderbird from the X-Men. And so this nice. is really exciting. This is an expansion on the that anthology title. Uh, and if you are so inspired by the comic, check out the Marvel Vo Marvel's Voices podcast, which is hosted by Anjali Crochet, who is an all-around amazing human being. 
This is a really exciting effort, uh, and and I can't wait. Uh, and to go along with that, Marvel is uh, releasing Jeffrey Viragi uh, variant covers uh, mm -hmm. that will feature um, the his artwork that is take, taking on Marvel characters in a kind of uh, Native American indigenous art style that really exemplifies uh, both the beauty of Native American yeah. artwork and then the strength of the superhero characters. So that's that's a really fun and exciting uh, effort on multiple sides from both podcast and comics. Yeah, and if you want to see some of that artwork, look no further than right behind Amy. <laughs> for, the, for those listening on the podcast, yeah. you can check. I, I do have a couple of the variant covers featured behind me. Uh, Marvel has released about, I think, a dozen uh, images featuring characters yeah. like Spider-Man, Black Panther, Iron Man, Thor, and more. So you do want to check that out. And those are the Jeffrey Viragi oh, yeah. covers. They're wonderful. Um, and I don't know if anyone heard out there, but uh, a little event called DC Fandom did happen over the weekend. Um, and safe to say it was pretty huge. There was a ton, uh, there was a ton of amazing news that did happen uh, and did, you know, you know, officially release at that event but you know some of the stuff that we really i mean we really could just spend this entire show talking about what released fandom but we really wanted to narrow it down to what is going you know what related specifically to comic books uh because this particular uh event on you know on the 22nd it was mainly just the uh more of the mass media the the, the television stuff the movie stuff they actually are pushing all of their big big comic book releases to september 19th it's going to run the same way that fandom did um but you know there were still some uh, major major highlights milestone comics uh will be uh you know back in circulation we're really really stoked for that it's the line which featured such heroes that you all know as static shock icon hardware um and they debuted in 1993 uh, and it's officially getting a revival uh starting in early 2021 dc will revive an important piece of comics you know i mean really it it is it is ingrained into the history of DC Comics. It will be revived uh, in about February. It should be February of 2021. That's when it's being solicited now. And the first bit of new milestone media is going to be a static shock graphic novel. It's an original story, uh, you know, all original. So we're really, really looking forward to that. Um, and then also coming out of DC Fandom, uh, we, we got a little bit more news and some more teasers for DC's next big event after Dark Knight's death metal. Uh, it's called Endless Winter. Um, all we have so far is that it's winter themed. It's taking place in December and someone has come back uh we don't know who uh there is for people out there if you are a massive massive uh dc comics historian yes there is a character in dc comics named endless winter it's dr sarah winters who um for really really lack of a better word uh she has sort of the powers of you know um of Iceman from the X-Men and, uh, and, oh, uh, and Storm, I'm sorry. So very, you know, more weather manipulation, but she's generally speaking for the cold. So people think it could be that it could be a number of things. We don't know yet. When we know, we promise we'll tell you all out there. All right, and then uh, our last piece of news for this week, it's really exciting. Comixology Originals are pairing with uh, Dark Horse Comics to have a actual published print release. So previously, Amazon's website, Comixology, as you might know, is an entirely digital comic book marketplace. And they have a number of original series, including the Eisner winner uh, by Chip Zdarsky and Jason Liu, Afterlift. Uh, so Afterlift, as well as uh, a couple of other series, is the fantasy Breaklands, uh, the noir Black Ghost Hard Revolution, and then the revisionist superhero story Youth 
will all be available for print uh, launching in 2021. Uh, these books will still be available in the digital marketplace, but they will be receiving print to hopefully reach a wider audience who don't have access to comiXology or prefer their books in print. I know I will be picking up Afterlift when it hits uh, actual physical copies in uh next kind of winter spring so that's oh, very yeah. exciting so you guys can look forward to those uh previously exclusive digital titles coming to oh, print through dark horse cannot wait those are going to be sweet yes so that oh. concludes the news but uh paul you want to take us into our next segment that was a a, a brand new addition to the comics hall Yes. Um, now, for the first time, uh, we'd kind of posed this question in our little teaser episode last week. Um, we'd asked everyone, you know, we're going to put up a panel of the week. We're putting, you know, I don't want to, you know, say it so bluntly, but really it's my taste versus Amy's taste. <laughs> um so yes so we actually have the results for our first panel of the week uh segment and the first uh should we talk about i mean i think the cat's out of the bag now we can talk about which one was ours and which one was was yes. yours perhaps so mine was from once in future number one uh kieran gillen tamra bond villain alps uh, dan mora uh over at boom studios and mine was from issue one and it was the questing beast uh a wonderfully wonderfully terrifying uh, terrifying looking monster it's it's got uh that little belly you see there it sounds like dogs barking um i can hear the hissing from the snake dragon monster um it is incredibly terrifying and wonderful and so i really thought that this would be my avatar and my champion to take on amy so <laughs> we'll see how we did once after amy talks about hers and so, uh, yes, we, we both picked, I mean, unrelated, the fact that we both happened to pick Kieran Gillen's stories. <laughs> I, when, when presented with the idea of which is the cooler monster panel, I cheated a little bit. This is actually a two-page spread, but it is one panel. Um, this is the Steam Dragon from Die uh, by Kieran Gillen, and then the artwork is Stephanie Hans. And this is a giant uh, Meccano dragon that has a, a armored plate on its head, a skull on its chest, and it is blasting... Uh, a, a beam of light at the heroes who have entered the realm of Dai. Uh, and this story is a goth Jumanji type thing. And so you would expect the giant monsters to uh, terrorize them. And, and there's a lot of steampunk influence. And so yeah. I, I thought, of course, what better uh, to do than a, a giant, beautiful painterly dragon by Stephanie <laughs> Hans that is completely, um, and I say this in a, in an appreciative way, absolutely drab, dreary colors in this, this, what is supposed to be a beautiful fantasy landscape that has been completely corrupted. And, and so That's I nominated wonderful. the steam dragon <laughs> from die, but the results are in our let your geek side show Facebook group voted. And the winner of the coolest monster panel of the week was the questing beast. Congratulations. Yeah. Paul. <laughs> For everyone out there keeping score, it is now one to zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this will, I mean, as if me and Amy needed anything else to sort of talk about and compete or, you know, just overall talk about when it comes to comics. Now, now we're having like, hey, Amy, I think this panel's a little bit better. But I mean, um, and that Stephanie Hans, you know, Steampunk Dragon, I was telling Amy when she showed that to me, the different uses of light, um, which it could be a little more on the color side, but just like the, 
the intelligence of of like of depth in that was it was incredible i loved just like looking at that i full-on went into this week and i was losing so <laughs> <laughs> well and stephanie hans does her own colors so that was all what that was oh. two pages all stephanie uh, but still one panel. Uh, we will announce another panel of the week later this week in the Let Your yes. Geek Side Show Facebook group. So do stay tuned for that. We do want your input because it is crucial for our egos and for uh, the content <laughs> of our show so we can continue to bring you guys cool head-to-head uh, -head panel discussions. Oh, yeah. But I think it's time to actually go into this week's haul. Comic We've got a books lot, came out, yes. A lot to cover. This is a new Comic Book Wednesday. Uh, and so mm -hmm. here we are presenting you the weekly haul. Yes. Um, and so right up top, you know, what we wanted to do was before we get into what uh, me and Amy are pulling and what books we wanted to uh, what we call aim, uh, we do want to talk about uh, a new another new segment that we have. It's called cover story. Um, and we really want to get into this particular segment when we feel that there is actual cover art that warrants, you know, further discussion. We think, you know, before you it's kind of like a try before you buy if you will we really want to kind of uh, get some information out to you about why uh you know this particular cover has made it onto the show um and you know i was foreshadowing a bit a little bit earlier but we chose this week uh the highly anticipated batman three jokers story by uh jeff johns uh, uh jason fabic and brad anderson so uh we're going to show a couple of the different covers here that's cover c i believe all of these done by uh fabic and anderson um so that's going to be cover c and then in a second here chris is going to show our uh cover a cover c the one we were just showing you if you're listening out in the podcast is um it is a these are all real portraits um and it is the first one is batman and he is you know he's kind of got some blood splatter on him and it, you can really tell that he just got out of a fight uh there's some shadow there because you can tell i mean it's it's just one of those covers you can tell exactly what it is you can feel the energy in that book and then the cover a uh you know you know first the first cover there is brilliant they chose this cover brilliantly it is the joker in all his terribly terrifying fashion with his incredibly self-chiseled jawline i like to say um and he's got the crowbar in which he used to uh beat jason todd to death um and it's a terrifying story uh and that you know the death in the family is a terrifying story but this cover itself is incredibly terrifying um now the reason we wanted to feature this is because this story um as you know me and amy were talking about it this story has been teased and people have been wanting it since pre rebirth so that's going to be before 2015 uh this was on the tail end of dc's new 52 um and people have been waiting and clamoring for this story because uh back in let me get my exact yeah it's back in justice league number 42 now for again comic book people out there who or if you're like me, um, I base things off of like events. So like, oh, okay, that's when that took place. Uh, this was during the Dark Side War. So this was, you know, uh, which has become a, you know, a major, uh, you know, picture over, or not a major motion picture, I'm sorry, but a, uh, you know, one of DC's animated films is incredible. You can check that out. But this is actually showcased in um, Justice League number 42, where I'm, I'm not going to get into the entire story, but super long story short, Batman sits on Metron's Mobius chair and says, what is the joker's real name 
Um, and then you see Batman just kind of lose his mind. And then we don't get an answer as to what he actually heard from the chair uh, for eight issues. So until the very end, right before Rebirth, we get um, a message from the chair and Batman telling um, Barry Allen Flash that there's not one Joker, but there are three Jokers. And then that's it. That's the <laughs> last time we heard about it for almost, I think, like four years. Um, and again, at this point in time, I was really i mean i've always invested in dc comics but i was really invested in dc comics um so i really just wanted you know uh to have this as the first cover story because it is a huge book um it has shown um really the damages and what they call like the invisible scars and visible scars that the joker has left on you know the on batman and batman's legacy um you know, and his, I'm sorry, and his whole family. So it's it's fantastic. Uh, I really recommend checking it out. It's already sold over 300,000 copies before it even hit stands. Um, that is a win in the comic book industry. <laughs> I mean, I'll say I can't. I mean, Amy, maybe you can help me out. I can't think of another title in recently that's done those kind of numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to touch Star Wars by Marvel, oh, the, the, right. the Jason Aaron Star Wars number one, but like that number is unheard of. And I'm sure it's helped in some part by the fact yeah. that there are multiple covers for the issue. Um, but for those of you who may or may not be familiar, different cover doesn't mean a different story. You're getting the nope. same thing inside. So feel free at your leisure to to pick one or all three of the co the covers available. They may even go into a second printing. I would not be surprised if it yeah. proves that popular. But this is a part of DC's Black Label, uh, oh, imprint, yes, which is the darker and more mature uh, mm -hmm. uh, lineup. So if you are looking for a Batman story for a younger reader, perhaps this uh, any book that is labeled with Black Label is not the exact um, title for you. There are helpful yeah. ratings on the covers of books, um, usually found near the barcode or somewhere in the title spread. So if you want to see if this book is in the age range of your curious reader, if you're not buying it for yourself, do check the comic book ratings. They are quite like video game or film ratings with E, teen, mature, uh, etc. So this right. is this is a black label mature yeah. title for sure. And yeah, it's 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 got some content in there that definitely you wouldn't you know want maybe someone uh, still what we'll say impressionable reading, um, but it, it it's a fantastic book um, and one hundred percent I will say if you are um, a Batman fan, it's it's a must read uh, because it doesn't matter. This really touches on you know so many different eras of Batman. I won't spoil it. Um, but you know it really does if there's if you've loved any batman in the last 60 years honestly there's something you're gonna love in this book um so i really 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 recommend this book and it's why it was the first uh book featured on cover story so we're getting a note from uh our moderator for the live chat we do have some questions coming in uh for the participants in the chats mm -hmm. uh cassidy what do you got for us yeah, so um, JJ Joe on YouTube, who actually let us know that he ordered all the comp uh, the covers for the three Jokers. Um, nice. He wanted so you to are know... three of the hundred thousand, three yeah. of the three hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wanted to know how many printings will number one get for what you were talking about earlier. Oh, are we are we guessing? Are are we? Because I mean, it's really hard um, to know at this point. I think DC probably kind of get a, got ahead of the curve here and printed probably a ton of them because the orders coming in were substantial um i'm gonna assume that it's gonna go into at least one more printing 
I don't think we'll get a third and fourth printing. I think it'll we'll get two printings of uh, issue one, maybe two, and maybe three. Um, but for sure, a second printing of issue one. Yeah, money, we, money on the table. <laughs> we don't have any intel. That that was my best guess too. Definite second printing, I'm sure, and it'll probably be a very cool cover. Uh, I, I love the way that these companies do imagine the the second printing variant, yeah. so you know that it wasn't the first first printing, but they still bring out the the A game for the artwork. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, this this with a with a book that had five years lead time to build the hype and and the audience, I would say that I'm sure that DC has anticipated uh, the the order expectation mm-hmm. for this. So I'm I, I'd guess two printings for sure. Yeah, and and for before we we move on because we have a lot to talk about. Um, the good news is out there. If you're worried about this book being delayed, like Doomsday Clock, don't worry because the book's already done. Uh, that was the one thing they wanted to make sure was that they finish the entire book before it even hit stands so that it people wouldn't be waiting like they did with doomsday clock um you know so i that that made that rested you know my 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 nerd heart i i can sleep easy so knowing that the book is done and we'll get it in due time patience all right all right so for the bulk of our haul this week we did want to do um our patented aim system we want to tell you the aim of some of the books that we picked up this week uh, and we will explain that in just a moment. We'll also be going through a couple of titles that we uh, aren't featuring fully, but we are having in our lists this week. But for now, the aim of the book, this is a Comics Hall patented scientific technique. Uh, <laughs> if I say enough of those words, it sounds really official. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> to help explain to you in the fastest way possible um, what a book is and, and why you may or may not want to pull it. So AIM is an acronym standing for accessibility, A for accessibility. This is how easy is it to just grab and read? The I is for interest. Mm -hmm. Who would like this book? And the M is the sweet, sweet dollar value that uh, we ascribe to the title. It is the (laughs) money. It is your monetary investment. How much are you paying? How many pages are you getting for what you pay? Uh, Some books are very expensive, but are there pages to back that up? And Mm -hmm. so this is our uh, three point system. We don't like to give numerical grading values to the books and say like, oh, this is five stars out of five, because for somebody (laughs) that number is going to mean something wholly different. If I said it's a three, you might not, I don't, I don't read anything less than a four, but we want to make sure you have the facts uh, so that you can choose for yourself, whether or not you want to read the title, because we don't, we don't believe in the grading numbers because what's, what is somebody's favorite might be somebody else's not favorite, but uh Again, yeah, we want to we want to give you the details about the story. Um, so we're going to start with uh, a book that I pulled this week. This is the Daredevil Annual Number One by Chip Zdarsky, uh, oh, yeah. Manuel, Manuel Garcia, Chris Mooneyham, Lippo Underwood, and uh, Rochelle Rosenberg. This is subtitled One More Day. Now, an annual for Marvel Comics is a story that is somewhat set outside of the main continuity. Uh, it's it's usually part of the story, but an annual is not. Uh, in sequence with the number 21, number 22. It's a weird concept to explain. And in the past, they used to be much more annual, but uh, this is the first annual that Daredevil has had. Uh, So A, accessibility. It's a number one. You might think number one is easy to jump into, but there are some things you need to know before getting into this Daredevil book. Even though it's marked as a number one, you will get the most value out of this story if you are completely caught up on Daredevil, Mm -hmm. which is currently through 21 issues. It takes place after and references the events of Daredevil number 21. So if you don't want to be spoiled, if you're not caught up, make sure that you have read that before you pick up the annual. This story also relies on 
a, a passing familiarity with two very important concepts in the Marvel Universe. One, the Norn Stones, which are mystical artifacts that can rewrite uh, reality. And two, the fact that Matt Murdock had a fake persona that was his twin brother, and then that twin brother fake persona became a real person at some point. Uh, this is Mike Murdock. So this is a this is a very strange story. Um, and admittedly, I wasn't prepared. I was expecting a Matt Murdock story. Um, right. But there there is a story in the past of of Daredevil pretending to be someone he wasn't. Uh, so you need to have at least a passing familiarity with that. Though the story does a great job of introducing you to entirely new concepts that even the most seasoned Mike Murdock veterans won't know because this is a this is a situation similar to Spider-Man One More Day that rewrote Peter Parker's life, uh, but mm. we're rewriting Daredevil's life. This is not a jumping on point. Uh, I would not recommend this for someone who knows nothing about Daredevil, um, ah. honestly. Uh, so ex the accessibility, if you're reading the current series, this is a must. Um, if you're on the fence about Daredevil, I don't think this is going to uh, persuade you. Uh, but it is an interesting look at what Chip Zdarsky is planning for the future. So if you're if, if you want to see if you're interested in that story, um, this might be a, a good taste test, but it is very difficult. Don't be fooled by the number one. It's also a standalone. It's not going to have, um, it's not, there's not going to be an annual number two. The interest kind of rolled it in there, but if you are already reading this current Daredevil run and you love it, you've got to get this one. It is crucial for what's to come in the future. Um, but also if you're a fan of stories like the Marvel What Ifs or even Spider-Man One More Day, I know that's a highly controversial comic, but if you like it, uh, you might want to check this one out because it is a strange uh, examination of Matt Murdock's uh, history and the history in the way it was and the way that it wasn't. Um, and then for money, for M on the AIM, it is $4.99, which is the typical price for an annual because it has slightly more content than the average mm -hmm. single issue comic. The average single issue is between 22 to 24 pages. This is about a 30-page book. So it's yeah. a little thicker, um, and it's it's $5, give or take. Uh, so that is that is a pretty fair pricing uh, trade-off for Daredevil. So that is the Daredevil annual number one, one more day, AIM. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah this is a great book this is uh in my pool i think this is the only book of the week that me and amy both picked up well we both picked up x factor but that didn't oh, come through yeah. we our store got shorted x factor but we'll uh check that out as soon as I, we can I, I blame those krakow and gates man they're always on the fritz you know <laughs> yeah. um so uh the book that i wanted to aim for all of you is a book that i have absolutely fallen in love with uh it is wind by boom studios it is being uh, written by James Tinian IV. The artist is Michael uh, Dialinas, and uh, the and he sorry uh, Michael Dialinas is also doing the pencils and the coloring, and the letter is by Aditya Bidikar. Uh, now, Wind is a story where being magical is punishable by death, and the all of those uh, all the magical folk, or as they call, who must keep his true identity. And pointy ears, a secret from everyone in the titular Pipe Town. Um, it is a fantastic, fantastic book. Uh, we are pulling the cover right now of Win Number Three. That's what you're seeing there, and you can see um, Oakley on the right, who is Win Sidekick. There, uh, he's got this real charm about him. Um, I could really. Honestly, I could talk about this book the entire show. I love it because <laughs> I'm also on a huge James Tinian kick right now. I'm loving everything he's doing with Batman. So, I mean, I'm I'm just super enjoying what he's doing. 
Um, now, as far as the accessibility, uh, of course, you aren't going to want to jump right into issue number three. Uh, but the good news is you can still pick up one and two. They have gone to second printings. Um, they are, you know, they were really, really sought after. I believe this was Boom Studios uh, for a for a, a, a glorious, glorious week. Um, this was Boom Studios' largest release ever um, until you know, Al Ewing came and knocked him off the throne just slightly, but that's a, but that's a next week, you know, that's a next week thing, but this book is incredible. Um, and honestly, I really, really recommend, uh, picking up one and two, of course, because three is going to make no sense to you if you, uh, haven't read one and two, but it is a creator owned. You don't need to know anything at all before getting into this story um now as far as the interest goes the the i in aim um i i i really struggled with this one i'm trying to think like man this is such an original story it's wonderful like what can you what story can i say if you like this you like this so i had to pull a lot of different things honestly <laughs> um i kind of broke it down you know like so uh i said you know the characters, the the charmingness, the banter, it really reminds me of all of the characters from Onward, uh, the Pixar movie, if you watch it, because it, they live in this this magical world and realm. It's fantastic. Now, the town, uh, the, the main town of Pipe Town, where so far all three issues have taken place, it reminds me, uh, and I wrote down the name because I played uh, The Witcher 3 quite a bit. Um, it's called Novigard. Or Novigrad from The Witcher, it reminds me of that town. It's like this blue-collar working town. It, it's a port city um, that it's it very weary of new people, and it's very hesitant to let people out. So um, secrets don't say secrets for long, and, and this book really kind of plays with that quite a bit, and it's fantastic. Um, also, is in the comics world, uh, Middle West. If you have read Middle West, uh, you will love this book and the world that it has sort of created. Um, I really, again, it was so hard uh, to kind of narrow this book down. But you know, if I, if you liked Middle West, um, anything fantasy, um, some of the lore really is very much like Avatar: The Last Airbender as well, where it's it just sets these big grand stories. Um, and then it really focuses it, but the shadow of the history and the heritage of the battles and the conflicts is sort of looming in the background. Uh, it's it's incredible. Um, and now, to be honest, the most important part, if you really are a uh, you know a reader on a budget, is the book is all books have been only four ninety nine so far, and uh, Tinian and team have said that you're going to get forty five or forty to forty five pages per issue so you're really paying the standard cover price for a comic and you're getting almost double um you know of a book uh it's really fantastic so that's the aim for wind as a series but specifically win number three as well all right i know we're getting a couple questions in uh so cassidy if you want to throw those our way yes um we had a question on um youtube from robert who wanted to know um is there any chance they will make mirrorverse comics Okay, um, I'm hoping that he's talking about Mirrorverse Star Trek because, in fact, this uh. week there is a uh, Star Trek Hell's Mirror number one from IDW Comics uh, written by J.M. DeMatthias, uh, and this is his return to Star Trek after about 40 years. Um, right. And it is a it is a Mirrorverse story that tackles specifically the topic of Khan Noonien Singh. Uh, so they, they've built it as like a, a Star Trek fan's dream for Mirrorverse and or Mirror Universe 
and uh, Khan. I hope that's what he's talking about in terms of Mirrorverse. Uh, there are a number of Mirrorverse concepts, but I know I know that Star Trek kind of made that uh, that was popular, and I know that there have been some other uh, Mirror Universe uh, Star Trek series, including a free comic book day book from last year. So it is yeah. something that they do like to play in. Um, and then in terms of alternate universes, again, if you like Marvel What If, um, there's there's a plethora of those available. And then uh, DC has been playing a lot in their dark multiverse and and other multiversal properties. Right. Um, but I'm hoping I'm hoping we we're talking Star Trek because that's actually <laughs> out today. So if you want to check that out, you can check out Star Trek Hell's Mirror number one. Nice. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we also had some questions on the Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group. Um, we had a question from Gustavo who wanted to know what your thoughts are on lock and key at the moment. Ah. Yeah. There, oh, you want it? There's, there is <laughs> yeah. a lock and key out this week as well. Uh, lock and key in Pale Battalions, number one. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm actually not reading that one currently. Uh, yeah. It was on, it's on our list for the books to mention that came out this week that we did not pull, but I, I am currently not reading Lock and Key. Love the original series, yeah. uh, but I, I have not been following the new releases. Yeah, I know that, um, you know, Hill and Rodriguez going back uh, really wanted to, you know, the, the original story was so fantastic and it really helped you play in the Lock and Key world but they really wanted to see what these keys look like outside of that and how they have affected history. So we can expect, you know, a lot more of how these keys and the Locke family um, specifically have altered, um, I mean, really have altered the course of history uh, in some major historic events. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be great. I'm, uh, I don't think I've actually finished Lock and Key. Like, I don't think I'm actually done with the whole series. So I would feel, <laughs> it would 100% feel wrong to just pick this book up. But um, I fully intend to when I can. Um, but this is already a big week for me. But yeah, great question. Thank you so much. It's weird that this, this felt like a big week for a lot of people and it was not a big week for my poll list. It was a, it was a very small poll list. Um, so yeah. I actually referenced, I went back to a book that I picked up last week and it was based on a recommendation from my uh, local comic book store. So I checked out Big Girls Number 1 from Image Comics. Uh, and this is by one artist, writer, colorist uh, extraordinaire, Jason Howard, and then letterer, phonographics. Um, this is a, a very fun, uh, kind of not my usual speed, but I can definitely see why the store recommended it to me story. Um, I'm going to jump right into the aim, though, so you get everything you need. Accessibility. This is what we like to call on this show a true number one. Uh, for any creator-owned series, the true number one is a book that you have, like, number one has to tell you what you need to know. You don't have to know any backstory uh, because creator-owned series don't usually rely on tons and tons of backstory. Um, yep. So if the first issue doesn't present you with enough to intrigue you, then it's not a true number one. It's not doing its job. Um, but this is this is a true number one from Image Comics. It sets up a post-apocalyptic sci-fi world in which an incident called The Mistake has happened. And after The Mistake, a number of men and male children begin to morph into these giant kaiju-like creatures. Um, this is a story that we've seen both in Jordan Peele's new Twilight Zone with the, the kind of men going on a rampage. And TKO Studios did The Eve of Extinction, which is, again, a, a kind of a play. And, and, and even Why the Last Man, a plague yeah. that affects predominantly men. Um, and so this is this is one part kaiju story 
it, it's one part B movie, one part kaiju story, and I, ter- <laughs> I say B movie like the like B movie horror films, not not, <laughs> not the Jerry Seinfeld, not the B movie, <laughs> not the B movie. Um, Bummer. It's, it's got a little bit of Attack on Titan, as the big girls are women who are affected with the same disease but don't become monstrous. Uh, and they are tasked with forming a living wall against what are called the Jacks and the Jacks are the men who are uh, monstrous now. And they are hum- they guard humanity's safe zones that are kind of walled off areas. So yes, if you, I'm going to roll right into interest. If you love Attack on Titan, if you like Pacific Rim, you like to see giant robot type uh, entities because they do have some armor and, and weapons, but just giant rock'em sock'em fighting the robots and monsters, uh, you will enjoy uh, big girls number one it leaves you with a lot of questions obviously because they mm-hmm. can't give you all the details in one go uh, but you get enough information about the mistake and the life before and after uh, and then the kind of government task force that controls or, or uh, hires employs the big girls um, it's it's also very reminiscent of attack of the 50-foot woman uh, and other stories of that style so i would definitely recommend checking this out it came out last week i believe or or two weeks ago um whenever it was recommended to me it was a little late uh but i definitely thought it needed a feature because it it is the first new number one of a series that i've read in a while uh and it it was quite enjoyable and then in terms of money for the aim it's 3.99 that is the standard price of a book standard number of pages it's it is the all-inclusive package of a image comics number one nice all right, and unfortunately for the last book, Raming, it has nothing to do with the B movie, uh, but it does have to do with an incredible, you know, it's a property coming out. I, I tried to segue that the best I could, uh, but I'm going to be talking about, uh, I'm going to be aiming, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman, number 761, of course, I don't know if I need to say it, but it's DC Comics, uh, being written by uh, Mariaka Tamaki, uh, drawn by uh, Mikkel Yannon, and colors by Jordi Belair. Uh, this is a cover that one Amy hates <laughs> because it's so like it's oh. it's it's so spooky. It's so perfectly and well drawn that it's like it's so terrifying. It's a skin crawler. <laughs> it sure is a skin crawler. Um, but yeah, so this is the third issue in a new era of Wonder Woman being uh, written by uh, Marika Tamaki, uh, and it's fantastic. Honestly, you can start this new era of Wonder Woman comics at seven fifty nine. And just read 50, 759, 760, and 761, and you're caught up. Um, honestly, you don't need – I mean, I, I would say as far as the – if we're going to – you know, in terms of aiming the book, as far as accessibility goes, uh, start with 759 and then 760 and then 761, of course. Um, I'm sorry I picked so many books that you got to do a little bit more reading for <laughs> But uh, this book, I prom- but I promise both books I've mentioned, Wind and Wonder Woman, are perfect, uh, and they are worth the read. Um, so as far as accessibility goes, you do have to read the two previous issues. Um, but, I mean, if you just have a passing knowledge of Wonder Woman, you're, you're good. Uh, if you've seen the Wonder Woman movie, um, even if you don't know, if you've never heard of the character Wonder Woman at all in your life, you can just pick this book up and completely enjoy it. Um, just make sure the uh, the rock that you're living under does not squish the book. <laughs> so <laughs> um, now, as far as interest goes, uh, this is a this is a really interesting story. As far as I was trying to think of like uh, how I would you know uh, work this into the aim of the book, but it, it's a really really uh, 
it's it's a really private story about Wonder Woman and you know kind of like when she hangs the lasso up at the end of the day what does that look like um she moves to Washington DC and she sort of stumbles into a mystery with uh, um pretty much you know it it seems like it's a you know open and shut case uh Maxwell Lord features in it so you know we're going to be seeing a lot of Maxwell Lord coming up so uh you know this is a story that i really think people can you know, appreciate as far as the, this long, long, long historic character goes. And uh, you can pick it up and feel completely fine and not having to read the other 758 issues that came before, I promise. Um, and of course, as far as monetary value goes, uh, it's $3.99. It's a standard, um, you know, book, but it's got some incredible art sequences and it's got the writing is incredible, uh, 100% worth the cost that you're getting with this book. And for those who are listening to the podcast too, I don't th- I don't think we explained the the, the terrifying cover. Oh, the terrifying uh, cover. Yes, Wonder Woman is being held in restraints, and Maxwell Lord is pointing a syringe at her eyeball, and that is like two of sure my is. least favorite things in the world. <laughs> so you'll see that comic uh, cover on the shelves and uh, and pick it up based on Paul's recommendation or cringe away like me. But Margot yes. Maki is an amazing writer. She also did Marvel's Hulk, which was mm-hmm. the She Hulk story that they dropped the She on. Um, fabulous writer, love her so much so it's really cool that she's taking on wonder woman oh yeah now we're gonna really put the word rapid to the test we have a rapid fire round of books that are worth your time this week but we didn't have time to aim or uh either add to our polls or we did but just they weren't uh up to feature this week so i'll kick it off the other books on my poll list included mercy number five by mirka andolfo uh and then i had x factor and x-men uh, X Factor number two, and then X Men eleven. We were on the road to X or Ten of Swords from Marvel. Um, so that is what I'm reading in preparation for that event. Mm-hmm. Paul, you want to talk about some oh, of the books right. on your list? I've forgotten you had such a small list this week. I was like, all right, Amy, I'm ready for the rest of them. Yeah, okay. no, they um, didn't. No, no books. <laughs> small, small week uh, for Amy here. Um, yeah. So in my pool again, we'll. I'll, I'm going to fly through these. We've got the Man Who Effed Up Time number five. Uh, that's by Aftershock Comics. Uh, Wind, of course, I picked up. Um, we also have Flash seven sixty. We're getting towards the end of uh, Joshua Williamson's run, his historic run on Flash. It's been incredible. Um, so that's Flash seven sixty. I picked up this week. That Texas Blood, um, which would have been my featured book of the week. I would have aimed it if I didn't uh, sort of mention it yesterday. I, I felt it was nice to give the other books a uh, you know a fair shot there. Uh, that Texas Blood, as Chris Condon, um, you know, creator owned by over at Image Comics. I love that book. Uh, of course, Daredevil Annuals on my pool as well. Uh, uh, some Empire books as well from the Marvel event going on right now, uh, being hemmed by Al Ewing and Dan Slott. That's Empire Avengers number three, which is the end of that miniseries, and Captain America number three, and that is also the end of that series. Uh, also, X-Factor as well, and X-Men number 11. Um, so I kind of rounded it out. Got a big Marvel week this week mm-hmm. for me. And then just a couple books that neither of us had a chance to pick up but are still worth your time. Um, there is a Mega Man fully charged number one, if you're a fan of Mega Man. Uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal 2 and 3 are back in print, as well as Strange Academy number one from Marvel. Oh. Uh, Boom Studios' newest horror series, Red Mother, has its first volume collected today. Uh, the Iron Man 2020 event book ends this week. And then if you are following... Uh, we mentioned James Tinian earlier, and if you're liking that the horror stuff that Boom Studios is doing, uh, you can check with your local store. Boom is actually releasing face masks that are from Something is Killing the Children. You might recognize um, 
the covers of Erica Slaughter, and she's got that really cool uh, bandana with the teeth on it. They are actually yeah. making uh, non-medical grade face masks. If you too want to be part of the Slaughter family, and that's uh, <laughs> if you, if you know that there's a scene where there's like seven people wearing those really cool teeth masks. Uh, so Boom is actually releasing those. So check with your local comic book store for yes. those. Uh, and then the Star Trek Hell's Mirror, as we mentioned earlier, and then there is Fantastic Four Antithesis by Neil Adams and Mark Wade. Yes. So that's kind of that. Those are the big headliners of this week. Uh, mm -hmm. It is a huge week for everybody except for me, which is very weird. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we yes. do want to get on to our next segment, which is our, our kind of special chat back segment called Holler at the Hall, where we ask you guys a question. You guys let us know your thoughts and answers, comments, questions, concerns, and, uh, and we will share your stories on the air. So yes. to kick it off, we asked you last week, uh, do you have a pull list at your local comic book store? And if not, where do you get your books? Uh, before we get to the uh, email submissions that you sent us, we had a fantastic video from Let Your Geek Side Show member George Nieves that we wanted to share here with you. Just do this short video for you guys. Uh, yes, I do have a pull list at my local comic book store. Um, it has several titles on it, but also I do like to walk their wall and um, see if there's anything new or interesting that came out. Also, I get some very good recommendations, um, one from you guys and two from my uh, LCS on some good independence to try out. So that's how I get my books. All right. So that was a fantastic submission nice. from George. Always nice to hear that uh, that people like the recommendations that we we give and we're not just uh, talking to the wall here. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much, George, for submitting that. We do have a couple of other responses from people in the Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group. So we're going to go through them really yeah. quickly before we po uh, pose to you our next <laughs> caller at the hall question. Right. Uh, so Chris Surma said, I have a pull box at our local comic book store in Rapid City, South Dakota called Heroes and Villains. I also pick up back issues on eBay frequently and exclusive variant covers from different online sources, including Unknown Comics, Black Cape Comics, and several others. Yeah, and so we also had um, Ron Liednes say, I unfortunately had to stop buying new books about 10 years ago. I was getting out of hand, uh, and I was slapping down a lot of money for books I didn't have time to read. When I took a temporary job outside the country, I had to give up the weekly pleasure. I'm back now, but so much material has been released, so I have to live uh, vicariously through the comics hall. <laughs> Well, we hope that uh, we are as informative as you would hope in, in catching up on all of the back material. Laura Brennan said, I have a pull list that is mostly Star Wars right now, but they know I love Gambit, so they will pull anything he's in, even if I didn't ask for it. I love when stores have oh, that, yeah. have that uh, closeness, and they're like, you know what? I, You know what? You didn't ask for it, but we thought you'd like it, especially when they just they make sure that there's a little something for you to check out that you might not have, have had on your radar before. And, and you know, I know we're short on time, but Amy, what's your Gambit? I think the people maybe should get to know us. What's what's your gambit? Oh my, like my if even if <laughs> your, I didn't uh, ask for it, Insta pool. <laughs> uh, Jessica Jones. I mean Thor yep. for sure, but like I'm usually pretty on top of it. But if Jessica Jones shows up anywhere in a Marvel mm -hmm. book that I wasn't aware of, also uh, just anything Kelly Thompson. So oh, the yeah. the guys at uh, our store are really good about um, mm -hmm. like hey Kelly Thompson's got a new Sabrina, new uh, Hawkeye, Daredevil, whatever she's doing. Incredible. Kelly Thompson. What about oh, yeah. you? Um, as far as like a writer goes, pretty much anything Scott Snyder. I've uh, been a huge, huge, huge fan for Scott Snyder. I think since I discovered him, discovered him on The Wake uh, a long time ago, where he um, 
that's an incredible book. But as far as on the DC side go, anything Green Lantern, and as far as Marvel goes, anything Doctor Strange. Yeah, so, very very nice. Yeah, so those are just there's a little if if you're uh, just meeting us for the first time, those are a little bit about us. It'll, it'll I guess it's pretty telling. You can get to know a little bit about you know someone <laughs> by what they read and who they love, right? Yep. <laughs> So we had a lot of fabulous responses to that question. Yes. Thank you guys so much for everybody who did uh, write in. And if we didn't get to your answer on air, uh, just we've got more questions for you. We've got more panel of the week stuff. So keep uh, participating with us and we would love to feature you on an upcoming show. Now, uh, on the theme of kind of on the DC fandom, but the also the Eternals news from the top of our show, the fact that so many movies are coming out and some of them are based on specific story arcs and some of them actually inspire comics that uh, get the, the new viewers more familiar. Your holler at the hall question for this week is, did a movie or TV series inspire you to pick up the comic that it was based on? And if so, which one? Uh, we'll post this up in the Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group again. But if you are listening, you can send a video or written response, whatever makes you most comfortable, uh, to the comics hall at sideshow.com. And hall is spelled H-A-U-L. Mm -hmm. uh, just for those of you who, just because I know it's, it's, a, it's a homophone and it sounds very similar, but the, <laughs> the comics hall at sideshow.com. Uh, we will do our best to... Uh, share your responses on our next week's show again yes. we do this every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific uh and and for those of you who participated in our kind of inaugural introduction of the panel and the hauler segments thank you guys so much because uh we love having you guys uh chat with us so we can uh get get to know you guys and, and what you're reading while we also talk about what we're checking out because it's there's so many comics we can't catch them all uh, as much as I have trained my entire life to be a Pokemon master, you, you simply cannot catch them all. So that's it for the week of August 26th. That yes. is everything that came out on this new comic book Wednesday and then some. Uh, and so we will begin gathering news for you for next week. And uh, we'll look ahead to our poll lists for next week for all that fun stuff. Uh, again, stay tuned for the next panel of the week. We will drop that and let your Geek Sideshow Facebook group that is Sideshow's official place to mm -hmm. be and that's where you can catch us but uh yeah. we also have some social paul do you want to tell them where they can find yeah. us outside of the show yeah you can find us on instagram twitter we have our own facebook page um and you can uh, you can find us at the uh at tag right below right 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 here wherever my my name is you know digitally here it's at the comics hall you can find us anywhere uh really on any social channel spe specifically i'm sorry instagram twitter and facebook at the comics hall that's uh h-a-u-l <laughs> by the yeah. way and that's comics with a c oh yeah <laughs> i don't know how else it would be spelled uh yes yeah, so that is that is our tag for all the platforms that's where you can reach us and then also at our email that we mentioned earlier that's all yes. the time we have for today thank you guys so much for joining us we'll see you next week at 4 p.m pacific on wednesday Bye, i'm i'm amy i'm paul you can't leave yet this has been the comics hall do 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 this has been the comics hall with amy and paul presented by sideshow Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek sideshow. show.